0: Hey guys, welcome to Profession Confession. This is Gabe, your host, and uh, with me as always is Carmelicious. Hello, people. And uh, this week's episode, we are very excited to bring you. This was uh, one that really fell into our lap and uh, actually poked his head into the studio, I believe. Right. And yeah, I don't know just what, hanging what was out. We were just hanging out doing some editing and he That's found right. out
1: he was in a karate cult.
0: He was a member of the Notorious. Hello, guys. Welcome to Profession Confession. I'm your host, Gabe Noah, and with me as always is Carmelicious. Hello, everyone. And uh, this week's episode, we're very excited. Uh, It is part one of at least two, possibly more. We'll see. Uh, It seems to keep going, and we're just having a blast with it. Uh, It is with a member or former member of a karate cult, and that's not a joke. Um, He was a member of a uh, nationwide cult called uh, the Mu Kwan. And it was basically a guy who used karate schools as a front to sort of engage in mind control and um, heavy manipulation and violence and uh, sort of bilk all these uh, karate men uh, out of uh, thousands of dollars, and, uh, which added up to millions and millions of dollars uh, worldwide. So uh, it is focused around the leader, who is John C. Kim who uh, you'll hear just, it's so cartoonishly funny. This is not, uh, I'm so happy that there doesn't seem to be any pedophilia yet, um, <laughs> which all cults, its like seems like just pedophilia is the whole thing. So this is a, a very, if there's a such thing as a light cult episode, this is a fairly right. light one. The most likable cult you can have. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we laughed our asses off. And I want to say about our guest, too, um, he's a normal guy. When yep. you hear former cult member, uh, you just don't think of people who are like him. Uh, he's very, uh, whatever, successful today and uh, has a good nature uh, approach to it. And as you listen to the podcast, you'll understand how he kind of found himself there. So um, listen to his podcast. It is called The Deceived Podcast and where he talks about this stuff in great detail. So um, enjoy the episode. We love it. I want to shout out uh, Hangover Candle Company. Um, They've uh, sent us some candles you'll see in our studio. If you go to our social media or uh, our, uh, what is it, Patreon Patreon and all that, you'll see pictures of our studio and all kinds of shit. Any new stuff up there?
1: Uh, Yeah, we have three new episodes that went up. We have the Republican Lobbyist episode that went up there, the NFL running back John Crockett that went up there, as well as the... That was
0: a fun episode, uh, too. What you call them? What do you do? For Roadie for Alice and Chains. For Alice and yep. yeah. Which is a fun episode as well. So yeah. and kind of something we're and, doing with the Patreon is if anyone wants to join it, first of all, if you give like five bucks you get a free t shirt anyway. Or if, like Yeah, if you we, sign if up, you sign up yeah, you get
1: a free t shirt. And right now the three episodes that are up there now are all the essentially the one edits to make sure we don't expose anybody and then it's yeah. The full length, and so we're just looking to see what be- people like, what they don't like, and make yeah. a real episode.
0: They're like episodes that we don't really know what to think. You know, like, we like them. This is what happens all the time. You have a lot of fun, and then certain episodes, are just like, I don't know, was not that good? It? So, we, you know, it was always my wish that I wish we could just put it to you guys, and you just vote. So it's sort of, of a Patreon member thing. You're sort of uh, on the production staff, I guess, because if one of them is good enough and you say, fucking, that should be a regular release. Let us know. So um, check that out. And then there's going to be a bunch of other stuff as well. And then, of course, um, we had some exciting news. Our, uh, our main sponsor, Brady Mason, the realtor, um, is uh, officially out of prison. So he is busting out of the big house, and he is looking for your house. He is looking to sell houses. He's not worried about paying his debt to society. He wants to get you out of your mortgage debt debt and into a home that you can afford with mortgage rates so low, you're going to think it's a crime. Um, He used his time in the maximum security penitentiary not to think about the past. Brady Mason doesn't think about the past. He thinks about the future and he thinks about your future. Now, can your real estate agent say that? (laughs) I don't think so. Can your real estate agent say that he's done what it took to survive? Brady Mason can. And it's not easy. Guys, it is it is not easy. So check out Brady Mason, um, Adina Realty. Tevin you the uh, website. Uh should be Brady
1: Mason at EdinaRealty.com, I believe, or Brady.mason at adinarealty.com. Or you could go to Facebook and search Brady Mason, find him. Or you just reach out. To, you look at the federal website. Search Brady Mason. Go, we'll go have to, his release. Go to our Facebook page, yeah.
0: and we'll have his mug shot there. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, check out Brady Mason. Let him know you're hearing hearing the commercials and uh, enjoy the episode. Thanks for listening. Please share and Patreon and all that shit. Buy a t shirt. Goodbye. Do you know where this road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned.
1: Pass on. But there is
0: no return. <laughs> no, our guest this week is, uh, is a former cult member, which has got to be weird to hear attached to yourself.
2: I don't know. It's been attached to me for so long. That, okay. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's part of my identity, I guess, by now. Yeah, you know. and
0: uh, our guest is Russell Johnson. And I should say that, uh, the, you know, uh, when I pulled up today, When people hear former cult member, stuff like that, and I pulled up in our parking lot and there's a uh, very nice luxury German car in the uh, parking (laughs) lot. You don't really think former cult member and success. So I think it's important to say right away because we'll we'll probably make light of a few elements of this cult thing. And it's like, obviously, cult stuff is very serious and, and is a real malignant problem. But uh, this one's really funny at times. (laughs) Some of it is
2: just hilarious. Right. And and beyond belief. Yeah. And this guy's
0: in a great place. He's, uh, you know, as I found myself uh, telling people about this, a big part of explaining it to people was saying, no, 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 this guy's normal. You know what I
2: mean? (laughs) Well, I'm also an actor, so as normal as an actor can be. Right, right. (laughs)
0: And and I have questions about that, too, because I think that's very interesting because, you know, so so I should start by saying your podcast is called De- the Deceived Podcast, Deceived Podcast, where you go into great detail on all this stuff. I listened to it; I thought it was really, really interesting, um, and I think I think uh, the listeners would love to check it out. Um, so we won't go into like obviously that level of detail. We'll be going, you know, but uh, but I have a feeling this will be a multi-part podcast. Just if I do say, <laughs> I will note one thing about your podcast I liked. And uh, Tevin, I don't know if you got to listen to any of it, but nope. okay, you know the uh, guy from A and E, uh, Bill Curtis, yes, right? the uh, investigative so he has reports. The, yeah, yeah. So he's on in my era. He's the he's like the A and E guy or something Correct. like that. Investigative reports, and then the guy who does your podcast, what's Charles his name? Hubble. Yes, so he has that same kind of voice, like a very official whatever narrator voice, but he swears every once in a while, and it really like thrills you because you hear that like uh she lights up a room and she shit on the floor. Like it, like it's a very, it takes you off guard and it's really funny. But, uh, and... And that was my writing because I'm like... You know, was it? Yeah. yeah.
2: What I did is I wrote a book first. Okay. And then um, um, I was asked if I wanted to do it as a podcast by a live and social podcast network. Okay. Uh, Scott O'Malley. And so then um, well, it took like several months to go from first person uh, to second person uh, writing, and I worked with Charles and a team, and we worked on it for over a year
0: to yeah. get that right. So, is it out?
2: Uh, there's still some parts that I'm about 70%, and it's been that way for a while, and cause I feel like the story's not quite complete yet. That, yeah. That there's something else to
0: So tell. let's give a broad brush overview right now to start it off. So you joined, so the cult, first of all, is called, or so it was a karate school, let you explain okay um (laughs) as you can tell
2: um when i was 16 years old like uh, many 16 year olds do i went to a martial arts school in a strip mall Mm -hmm. to take martial arts lessons and it was a front for a destructive cult called chung wu kwan chung kwan um and there they had a hidden agenda that i didn't know about that others didn't know about and had you had known their agenda to begin with, you never would have joined. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's you, a big part of from the a...
0: podcast. What, uh, what do you say if they would have said this when you go in there?
2: Yeah, yeah if uh, there were certain things like uh, if they would have told me that uh, I would uh, believe in a uh, martial arts master with supernatural powers, uh, you know, I would that's never. Shit. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: And, and I, you know, I think that's a really relevant I think – so again, just going through this, I, I went on a real roller coaster through the only the first two episodes of your podcast because I went from going, this is too ridiculous to be emotionally invested in almost to being extremely emotionally invested by thinking about historical context, like even time. So uh, it was what year? It the, was 1980. 1980. 1980. This is pre-Karate Kid, guys. And for people to understand, there was, in the 70s, there was a real, like, martial arts craze, right? That,
2: and a black belt held a almost mystical yeah. aura around they it. they already
0: right? had yeah. that. Yeah. And, and, I mean, there were rumors about Bruce Lee with that stuff. Like, I mean, back in the day. It, it, they're just rumors, but this is pre-internet era. And we weren't – you didn't know – you know, the Far East was the Far East. It was mystical and kind of magical kind right. of well, shit. Well, people anyway. used to think
1: like ninjas could just like walk on water and all like that sort yes, t- of stuff. they can. exactly. Cut a bullet in half with a sword. Yeah, and,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
2: And there was a, a, a TV program called Black Belt Theater. And so uh, every night all these uh, Black Belt shows with mystical powers and everything were on. And then the TV show Kung Fu.
0: Absolutely. And they call themselves master.
2: Just exactly. the start,
0: like as any guy, like that's one of the first starts is call yourself like master, lord.
2: And, and, but, you know, and, and that's the thing when you go into a martial arts school that there's already rank created. Yeah. You know, you, you have the master, the know, instructors.
0: Go you go into a martial art. Sorry, martial arts. It's, it's recording. <laughs> excited. That's probably Master Kim right there. Uh, yeah, uh, from,
2: from the grave. Yes, exactly. <laughs> tapping into my phone.
0: <laughs> Furthermore, with that, I guess, as I was thinking about it, you know, Everyone loves to shit on cult people, right? Like, I mean, it's an easy thing to, like, what a soft head. Ah, you fell for that. How'd you fall for that? But the more I thought of it, it's like, the whole world is just a cult. Like, we just come into this. If you're a dad, you're a family, you indoctrinate your children to believe what you want them to believe. We're a social creature that relies on cues from other social creatures, right? Who are here first. So your reality is just what everyone else tells well, you. You know,
2: and, and for this, there's literally like a cult for everybody, right? Uh, and cults look for a certain type of people, and they suck them in. Um, but yeah. it's it's not just you know. For me, I was someone who was raised by a single mother, and That's I was I looking it. for a, a male role model. Yes, but uh, McQuan had plenty of doctors and lawyers. Uh, they they gave honorary black belts to members of Congress and really yeah uh, and huh. yeah even investigative reporters got some of uh, their honorary black belts so
0: really yeah <laughs> what would they uh, so how many schools did he have when you joined or how long had they existed
2: um, they started in 1970s uh, early 1970s and I started in 1980. And around that time, they had schools in uh, California, Chicago, Minnesota, Boston. Um, Okay. Yeah, and they were all over the country.
0: Um, And there was uh, one guy at the height of it. What was his name? uh,
2: John C. Kim. John C. Kim. Yeah, Master John C. Kim.
0: And, yeah, tell the guests, yeah, the people, sort of his legend, I guess.
2: Okay, so uh, Master John C. Kim um, was said to be the eighth – um, black belt and master, uh, eighth degree black belt master in Qigong, the eighth in of fifteen hundred year history, and um, he had supernatural powers. There were some that believed that he was actually the second coming of Christ, sure. uh, and that he pretty much that his powers were uh, um, omnipotent. Yeah, if, yeah, if um, omnipotent. Pronoun- yes, uh, and and he could pretty much do anything. He could transform himself into. Any person, any animal, that he could cure any disease. Uh, that they he, had a
0: picture of him jumping off an eight-story building. Yes, the yeah. the
2: the story of that is that um, uh, there was a eight-story building and eleven-story building that he did it twice. Okay, and this happened supposedly happened in Naperville, uh, Illinois. And of
1: all the towns. to, <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of an
0: unspectacular location yeah. for that, but yeah. Yeah,
2: well, that's where their compounding was, too. I see. Yeah, and yeah. then,
0: yeah, he needed a slanted, like, the way they made it realistic uh, is like, well, it, he did have to jump onto a hill. He had to, like, land onto a down Yeah, slope. like you
2: skidded down the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the hill or something. And, you know, like, you I know, mean,
0: right. it's... He landed in a pool. Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and there was uh, uh, a lot of uh, people that actually believed that, and they actually still... Uh, have that uh, really? posted on their website that he did that twice.
0: Do you? So how did they impart this legend? Like, Because, you know, again, from the surface, it's so ridiculous, right? Yes. And I get how being a kid, like a 16-year-old kid too, looking for male role models, seeing all these strong ones, and, you know, how did they impart it, I guess?
2: Um, you know, for me, that was a process. Because, okay. Because, you know, I just didn't walk in and, you know, they, like mm-hmm. I said, there was no list that, said that he could do all these things and i believe all these things sure and so my first instructor um his name was alex Kateris, and he was amazing he uh before he um joined Chumakwan, he was actually trained by a master named cam Yuan, and cam Yuan is uh one of the people who, uh, who did the choreographing of the tv show kung fu Okay. And so my first instructor was actually his head student and actually had participated in some of uh, the choreographing on the Kung Fu TV
0: series. Which is amazing to a kid and all that.
2: Yeah, and and so he had that actual Kung Fu background, and for me, I was like uh, very impressed from the minute I met him. He he moved like no one ever I've seen before, and so he was like my first introduction, and... He always talked about how Master Kim could do all these things, and I believed him. What's A- the first w- one
0: that you remember hearing?
2: Uh, about the uh, being able to levitate, like that he could jump like um, uh, seven feet high mm-hmm. and then raise himself up another level of, of four levels from that. So you can imagine jumping up seven feet, and then keep increasing the Mario height. Mario Brothers,
0: you can do right. the second. The double
1: yeah. jump. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or you get that little yeah. foxtail and you yep. spin, exactly. and it goes yeah. again. it yep. is like that. Okay. And,
0: and I didn't know it was based on him. <laughs> <laughs> everything was based on Sure, right, right. Yeah. Super Mario cult.
1: And
2: then there was the healing powers that he could uh, uh, pretty much uh, heal anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, cancer, AIDS, everything. And you know, there, there was a story about how... Um, one of the instructors was dying of some mysterious disease, and that Kim had went to the hospital and ordered all the instructors out of the room and he cured this instructor and then all of a sudden um uh the doctors come in and this guy 's cured and like they 're amazed and bewildered that yeah he, he
0: had done this that 's usually how it happens uh, too his doctors walk in and they go he 's cured right. yeah yeah, right, yeah yeah, and was it like a
1: like when you see like the Evangelical preachers and they put their hands on somebody and they're like pass out type of thing or was it more he just like did you ever watch him cure somebody? Well, I or were there there stories? Yeah,
2: I actually watched him hypnotize groups of people uh, at the same time that I was a part of, and you know th- there is a process to this. Uh, uh, a lot of times before uh, hypnotism and putting people in a trance-like state. There would be hours of working them out to exhaustion, and then uh, making them more acceptable to suggestion. Right. Um, We actually studied uh, the students. Like there was a dossier, and it said, um, like when I later would learn how to sign up a student, I had to find out uh, what kind of job they did, um, how much money they made, whether married, single, what kind of car they drove, and all the stuff went into a dossier. And then we would meet at night, and we would um, pass around their membership photo, and we would talk about how to manipulate this person to get them into higher courses. And everybody was different. There was a different way to do that to each person. But they actually had us believing that it was um, for their own good. Sure, yeah, and, and sure. We've got to help this
0: person. Exactly. The, yeah.
2: the ends justifies the means yeah. was, was part of uh, the, what they – and they called it true, right, and correct. It, it ends justifies the means.
0: How did you get the info from the people? Like did you just ask directly, you know, or did you ferret um, it out?
2: What would what happen is the, um, the instructor that was training me how to do this, he called it sideways conversation. So I would, uh, I would be uh, the person teaching the introductory student uh, the movements and everything. And then uh, they had a phrase for it. They called it sideways conversation. So I would be having a conversation with him all while that conversation had an agenda to get this information so I could share it, so we could manipulate him. Sure. And the ultimate goal was to get him into what they call black belt course.
0: So what do you okay, and, and I and I know that's a big part of cults or whatever is hierarchy right away and all that stuff and creating um whatever, incentive system and rank and all that. What um looking back at yourself at that time, what kind of kid, you know, you started to say you were uh, you had a single mom and all that stuff. Yeah. What kind of person were you? Like were you uh I,
2: I, I had uh survived probably a lot more exposure to violence than most people that I even know today. Okay. As a as a child and my
0: was, abuse as a like
2: not not from family, but um I had epilepsy and I was bullied and mm-hmm. um I actually um uh, in nineteen seventy two we moved to uh South High Housing mm-hmm. um which is today is Little Earth. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you get it right. And, and so can you imagine um, I feel like that was a racist <laughs> laugh almost. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I'm just well, joking. Uh, no, I know it's a rough, uh, uh, super uh, rough area. Yeah, yeah. So in
2: 1972, it was South High Housing. Okay. In 1973, it became Little Earth, the first American Indian housing project in the country. Right. So you got to imagine being blonde hair, blue yeah. eyes, and you know, um they didn't want us there. And also, uh, 1973. Uh, was the year of Wounded Knee when Russell Means and Child, uh, Charles Charles
0: Just what you needed. Right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: they took over the town of Wounded Knee, and that um, can you imagine? So I was you know they'd right. lived, they'd lived a uh, where, yeah, they they
0: lived politically time. Yeah, they they
2: lived where I lived. Right, and, and so uh, a, a white family with blonde hair and blue eyes did not belong in Little Earth. Right, and for me, I, I had no idea. Um, I was young. I had no idea. Uh, the history of, right. of what we did. to you the, just showed but, up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, right. so, you know, that was, uh, every day it was fights. It was it, it was just yeah. incredibly violent. And then it, it came from two fronts. It came from uh, the fact that I didn't belong there and the other fact that I had uh, epilepsy and that uh, uh, people, you know, they uh, thought that I was weak because of that. But uh, Sure.
0: But... Uh, the, How- how does how does epilepsy—so, you know, I know that there's seizures and stuff like that that go along with it, but I guess how did it manifest itself with you? How severe was it? All that kind of stuff.
2: I, I had uh, what was called grand mal seizures.
0: Oh, okay.
2: So I had a couple different things. Uh, I had uh, the grand mal seizures where— um, I would go into convulsions on the floor and, you know, next thing I know there's people surrounded me and they're putting stuff in my mouth. And, you know, uh, Sticking uh, yeah.
1: in your mouth. Yeah, you
0: never yeah. want to put stuff in your mouth. Yeah. You don't yeah. want strangers doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and so, so I can't sleep in public. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> was real? Very,
2: very traumatizing. And yeah. so then you had, like, um, then other kids are like, oh, I'm going to bully this person. But the other thing that um, I had, which... Um, a lot of people aren't aware of, but some are, is that I had um, what was called rage seizures. Rage
0: seizures. So when you get mad?
2: I became. I, I was literally like, uh, like the, the, the version of the, the Incredible, biggest Hulk. Bitch like Incredible, Incredible Hulk, Hulk I've yeah, ever exactly, seen. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Like backwards.
0: That's the yeah. funniest thing I've ever heard in my life, I think. <laughs> just, like, to get to the peak, I, Oh, I'm going to get If to you get me, I'm just going to knock you. you yep. just done. Yep.
2: Yeah, well, there was a, a couple of, you know, these are no longer stories, but... Uh, I had an altercation with a cop when I was 10 years old. and, and then, uh, An
0: altercation and, with a cop when you're 10? Are you black? <laughs> Suicide by
2: cop? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, I won. So. Right. What? <laughs> that was a long, yeah. That, that goes into more of the little okay. stories. So okay. But then another time was in seventh grade. And I. How about what's a cliff note
0: on uh, right. you beating the cop, if there's a um, way to get through it quickly?
2: Okay, so um, the American Indian Movement surrounded our house, and they wanded us out. Holy and shit. The, and the police I came. I can't believe you can do that to white people. Come on. So no. the, the, the police came, and uh, um, my brothers pointed some guns uh, outside, and the police came in, and they took two of my brothers out and my sister, and they um, started beating on them. And I, you know, I, you know, I was like 10 years old, and I'm witnessing this, and I freak out, and I go into this rage, and so what I do is uh, – we had a sliding glass door, and so I go back uh, to the end of the living room. I get a running start, and I jump headfirst out of the sliding glass door window onto the cop. <laughs>
1: <shop.
2: laughs> <laughs> and so I, I get my, my legs around his waist. Hold on. You came
0: through the window, and you grabbed the cop? Like I, 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 I dove on him. And okay. I, and so I got, did I, you
1: ever think just open the door and like you can Kevin. just no, I, I avoid these lacerations? No, no, no
2: it wasn't glass. I mean, I, I, I drove Dove yeah. through, uh, it wasn't
1: closed. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, That's what so, I thought. Sorry. I thought I yeah, thought yeah. You, I was no, like, no, no. So you dove I, head you first with a of glass. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah, that was a, <laughs> yeah, that, it was well, it
0: was a good story. Anyway. I was
2: like so teen wolf or so or like anyway, so I, I dive like head, head first. Teen Wolf did that. And I get my legs around his waist and my arms around his neck, and I start biting and scratching. And then, you know, all this is going on, and then I can you know I can hear laughter in the background. And, and it was all, all the uh, uh, Native Americans laughing at what they were seeing because this cop was just yelling and screaming, and, and then they had to pull me off. And then um, uh, afterwards, my mom loved to tell the story because uh, the cop came up to her, and he, and he uh, took his hand, and he said, do you have a son about this big? And she goes, yes. So he goes, look what he did to my lip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God damn. So, uh, and and so, uh, by the uh, way, it would be terrifying uh, to have someone like like fighting you, and then they go into a seizure. It's like I think he's fixing to eat me. Or something like that. But, uh, anyway, so yeah. So that's my child. Yeah, yeah. give you. A, a, Where yeah. was your dad? Just because I'm wondering. So I think other people. Are gonna um, my leave his white family in a goddamn well, native ghetto. My, uh, my um
2: dad uh left my mom when I was three. Yep. She was 30 years old, and he moved to the country and had a hobby farm with his next family and
0: kind of abandoned but, us down there and you know if you don't mind me saying no piece of shit but i'm sorry if no, that's no, a tip, no, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah yeah i wouldn't do that for i mean woman after 21 and beautiful but, <laughs> right <you know? laughs> so, yeah if it's a sunny yeah, place right. i'm moving
1: from minnesota maybe like florida
2: and so you can know, imagine my mom you know at, at uh 33 years old, she's left with eight kids. And yeah. There's not a lot of options of where you go to live. Yeah. And, yeah. And,
0: and more telling, is it really does shape or set the stage for how you could uh, get in that situation? And yeah. Kind
2: of... And, well, you know what, the important uh, part of this time in my life is I learned to fight back. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times I question, okay, why did this happen to me? Why did I experience all this violence and everything that happened in my life? And later on, I started to feel that it was pre- pre- to prepare me for uh, the ultimate fight that I'd have years later.
0: Okay, so uh, so are you a are you religious now? Would you say it, or spiritual?
2: Uh, I'd say spiritual. I, I believe that there's a higher power, but I don't believe anybody's got it right. You know, okay, I, sure. I, I, I just I've, I've studied cults. I have met so many people with so many different beliefs and. The fact that this person would be wrong and they know the right way and this other guy is, yeah. you know.
0: No, yeah. for sure. How about just as far as your psyche goes and like, okay, I think there's a, a big thing with, I think I I have a podcast and I'm pursuing stand-up comedy all the time. Like, of course, I think I'm special, right? And and it's very easy to create like these myths around yourself. Like, like you know, that was there to prepare me for this in the future. Yeah, Is that – is that common in cult followers or is it less com- – like I mean I can see it going both ways. I can see cult people not thinking they're special.
2: Oh, I in I no way think I'm special. I think oh, you I'm a, no, I think I'm a survivalist. Well, I, I, I mean you know, I, I, uh,
0: to, to say that there's a force that is preparing you for something in the future I, I, is a little bit – uh, okay. you know. Well,
2: I, I do believe that things do happen for a reason sure, and that you know we might not understand – yeah, something might happen to you now that years down the line, they're like, okay, there was a lesson to be learned here. Yeah. And maybe that's another way of putting it, that the, there was a lesson to be learned. Yeah, yeah. And because out of thousands of victims, I was one of the only ones uh, to stand up against them.
0: Okay. And, and
2: I know if those things didn't happen in my past, yeah, I never takes... would Yeah, I never would have done that.
0: And you it know? takes balls, in your, you know, as I went through it. It's like, you know, it started off very, you know, I think one of the first notes I made was that if they made a movie about this, it would have to be a comedy. You know uh, that uh, w-
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Like, then, uh, like I mean, a
0: oh, great black comedy. Like a Coen Brothers thing would be amazing, or whereas... like Rush Hour. No, not like Rush Hour. <laughs> that's I, a uh,
1: karate. Movie. That's not a black I, comedy. I, I had an
2: idea <laughs> yeah. of a uh, an actual dark comedy musical. Sure, that's I, I, a, that's an actor in you saying yeah, the musical yeah, part. Yeah, I can't yeah because I wanna, that. I wanna singing and dancing, right. John C. Kim.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody <laughs> was kung fu
0: <to> fighting. Exactly. <laughs> what, what? Um, so, so when you went into the cult, um, you're obviously no male figures. How about like uh, isolation kind of things? Like, did you have good friends for you to go home and say? oh, hey, John C. Kim could do this. And they go, oh, come on, what the fuck well, are you doing?
2: Um, I, I did have a lot of friends. I was, um, and, and, and when I was younger, uh, you know, when the epilepsy was affecting me, I didn't have friends, and then as I got older.
0: Yeah. Um, I, you uh, learned the, to make them funny? Yeah, well, the, like I, I, yeah, <laughs> I... Like the seizures?
2: Yeah, but I got along, you know, then we moved into another project, and, you know, uh, that was the 70s, and we're all smoking a lot of pot together. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of pot-smoking friends, and... Um, you know, good music and everything, and then yeah. um, I started to change because I went went to this martial arts school and I uh, couldn't smoke pot any longer. Yeah, you know, because it's hard to manipulate someone that's under the influence. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, um, I thought so you yeah, put for, them on drugs. Well, too, there, there 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 is some of that, right? Yeah, there, there is cults that, have, but there's uh, two ways of doing right. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then, and by the way, I want to say before whatever, I'm making fun of. Seizure things. I can do that because I was a stutter. <laughs> and and, and actually, it. I know how uh, it is incredibly isolating at that young age and stuff like that. It, it, it like does. That. Yeah, it just debases your confidence right away and all that stuff. So that's why I, I overconfident. And, and when, talk
1: about like the manipulation when you were saying that you would look at their dossiers and figure out how to manipulate them. Like, what were some of the tactics that you that you guys pointed out or that you looked for in order to get people to go higher classes? Well, there
2: there was different things. Like, say um, say you'd have take a student and you'd put them in a mirror, right? And you'd say practice this movement, and then you would purposely put a student um, behind them uh, that you were teaching higher moments to. Knowing that they're watching what's going on behind them. They told you to do
0: that. That yeah. is such yeah. fucking, you know, how about this? Do you think there, is their manipulation? Was it, was their approach to it, the brainwashing, whatever? Was it an academic approach, like totally pre-planned and they had studied it and whatever? Or is it an intuitive approach that kind of developed as the year? It, it,
2: it was a taught approach.
0: It was a taught yeah, approach. They, Just, they
2: taught us how to
0: do it. And, do you and, think John, and, so? How did John C. Kim know how to do it? Would you say? Um, you know?
2: He was in the Korean military, and I've never been really able to find out exactly what. Uh, okay, and but the CIA had actually taught the Korean military how to use mind control, and a lot of cults have come out from Korea. Really? Yeah. So you know,
0: I've have heard that about Korea. Actually, yep. they have a huge cult problem, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. I fucking read that years ago. I forgot about that.
2: And, and so, you know, that's always been one of the questions I had is where did he get this training? I believe, yes. I believe it was a connection into the military, but uh, I don't if know. If any of
0: our it. listeners have that information, yeah. please yes, <laughs> right the heard, That would half. be yeah.
2: awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to hear any information they that's had amazing. on John C. Kim. I've, I've written the Korean government, and I've had masters, you know. Supposedly, uh, they had schools all over the world, right, and including in Seoul, Korea. Well, none of the masters, the top masters in the world, have ever heard of him. Okay,
0: I was. That was my next question: yeah. Is was he actually good at karate? Like, was he? he is there a word on that? Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, there, there was, there was a lot of debate, and there still is between the former members of whether he had any actually skill or not. My first instructor, Alex Gutierrez, told me that he did have some martial arts skill.
0: Okay. Um,
2: but uh, is
0: Guterres out of it now? Yeah he, like he's... yeah,
2: he went. After Guterres left, he went and studied under Cam Ewan again and okay. became Cam Ewan's uh, top instructor. And then Alex went back to school to get a degree in Asian medicine. And now he uh, is in Brazil. Okay. And, and he has a, a clinic there. And uh, they actually have. Uh...
1: Sorry. Uh, I was John just... <laughs> C. Kim totally... good at karate? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Thank so. You.
2: um. You know, the, he had claimed to be the undefeated champion of all Asia. Sure. Yeah. Why,
0: why would you not? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds like a, a tournament they have. Yeah. The <laughs> all Asia karate meet. Exactly. Right.
2: And there's never been any proof of it. And they, they uh, wrote some uh, history or oracle document about it and right. named all these
0: people that no one could ever locate, no one right. could ever find. And, and again, yeah. pre-internet. You
1: pre-internet. You could just do that shit. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they used to say... Like it was a known thing even when I went to college. Like ninety seven or ninety eight is when I went. They they go uh, they'd say, "Hey, now's your chance to go to go to college and reinvent yourself. Just start over as a new person, kind of thing." And it's like, like now you, you can't fucking oh, do that shit. No. Now they trace you, know. you on social media. Like ah, look at what he did when he was in seventh grade. It, it's I don't
2: know. It, it, you know, in, in there too, like the, all their advertisement, um, their advertisement. Um, Said that all the places they had schools, so it had Guam and Tokyo, and yeah, so they had they had the printed, and then like uh, Alex's certificate, it said that his rank was registered to their Asian headquarters in Seoul, Korea, that didn't exist. Sure, and and, and so when you join a martial arts school, you don't think that yeah everything is a fraud that right uh, this place that they're advertising about it in the first place. Right, yeah, Yeah.
0: was the martial art. You know, based on your knowledge now, I guess, are you still a martial artist? Or were you ever? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I, I,
2: I actually, um, there was a lot of the martial arts
0: part of it that I liked. What uh, did it borrow from the most, would you say? Or was it a genuine discipline that he No, nah, it, 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 okay. it,
2: it, it was bastardized. And okay. he, he stole from a lot of different styles. Um, uh, but uh, a lot of it uh, was uh, Korean martial arts, keto. Okay. Uh the closest style um would probably be Warlangdo their history and oh, everything. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but well, out of
1: the out of the eastern region. Yeah yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, but um you know he claimed that uh Chumakwan was the only true martial arts and that all the other martial arts had stolen uh different segments of Chumakwan.
0: Yeah. yeah, that you know that's one thing that MMA ruined. Like MMA ruined a lot of it, because when I was young, you'd be like, God, do you think, like, Aikido could go against Taekwondo? Or, you know, like, right. he does ninjutsu. Or, like, there was this big thing, and now it's just like, can you fucking throw him on the floor and bash his fucking <laughs> yeah, face exactly. in? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I do. I don't know. It's and like, like it really for, has, like, yeah.
2: yeah. And it does kind of level a lot of those yeah. questions oh, really Yeah, jiu-jitsu know. just sort of I, Yeah, but, yeah I, I, I'd wrestling. love to, you know, see someone who studied uh, uh, Chumakuan, because it was supposed to be so deadly that they couldn't, Compete to go in
0: the right, right, absolutely. Uh, well, actually, you go in there and you just try to uh, fucking ruin their mind in Mm, the octagon, you You put them in front of a mirror, yeah, exactly.
1: They uh, so John John C. Kim was that uh, his actual name because I feel like the C. Kim is like the seek him type, like, manipulation. No,
2: um, very clever, Tevin. His um, his real name uh, was Chol. C H U L L. And that's iron, uh, you know, like, uh, okay. a, like an anvil, you know. That,
0: why that, would he change away from that? Yeah. John C. Kim.
2: Well, that, he actually had, he uh, was John C. Kim. He was uh, Chung Soonim.
0: John uh, C. Kim, J.C. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure that's yeah. what he had to do, right? Yeah, or that's yeah. why he did it.
2: Yeah. When he came down for the second time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> which, uh, that was one of my favorite lines from the podcast, which is, uh, he had a theory about Jesus Christ, or like why why he was oh, sent instead. Yeah,
2: that uh, um, Jesus screwed everything up. He screwed so, everything
0: up, and best of all, he couldn't. The reason he got crucified or left Earth so quick is because Jesus couldn't hack it.
2: Yeah, That's... like that was his. Like, yeah, so he, he came. Just... So he came down here to straighten everything out.
0: Yeah. So John C. Kim <laughs> had to go clean
1: descended up. Jesus from the heavens, right. just exactly. annoyed like this yeah. guy right. Jesus over here who had one
0: job. He couldn't fucking hack <laughs> it. He pussied out. He went with crucifixion.
2: <laughs> now, now this this isn't a story that uh, I had heard mm-hmm. uh, when I was a student, but it came from the Chicago area. Yeah, and there was a lot of people who believed it. Right. Um, And there's a lot of people that still to this day will um, uh, truly believe that they saw him do supernatural feats and that he was some type of supernatural being. And the schools are still around today?
0: They are. Okay.
2: Uh, They've changed quite a
0: bit. I'd rather not uh, mention their name right now. Okay. So so there is a threat. Are you you afraid of them, would you say? No. No. You know, I –
2: I I think that uh, as far as like what happened, um, uh, we the people who did sp- speak out forced the change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I I don't think they're as dangerous as they they once were, but sure. they're, they still have I, something to protect financially. Yeah, and but I I still get reports and stuff on, but you know I, I live my life for who I am. Yeah, A- and you know uh, I the way I look is like okay if you don't. Uh, like me and get out of my path you're blocking the way of someone sure. who will sure you know so if you Are don't you... like me fuck you so, yeah
1: yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely. so there's That's still an theory. active there's still an active
0: cult would you say right. w-
2: yeah um y- you know i and I, could, we
0: can edit out anything that you're not comfortable right, with well, but, uh, uh, you know we gotta ask the, them.
2: they're they're still active and there's still people in that organization that believe in him
0: wow okay. so could we try to infiltrate that be great Patreon content. Tevin. I think the chocolate unicorn could do it maybe, but I don't know. It's, uh the guy was actually pretty racist too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So um <laughs> Damn it. that's right? what I was getting. Yeah, oh,
0: sorry. Oh, oh, you wanted to talk. Um I liked his thing for uh for black people. I said they were well done. Well done ones. Well done ones. Yes, there we go. So so there, <laughs> ah, there, well there, done are, done there was
2: uh, like when we signed up students, um uh, The first day of the month, um, we had to make sure that a male or uh, even a child, a male child, was signed up before a woman. And they called it uh, making sure their first was covered. And they believe that um, uh, if you signed up a woman on the first day of the month, that bad luck. Yeah, that is bad luck. Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, universal. Right, right.
2: So, and and that went to a lot of his uh, uh, beliefs about women. and. You know his defense uh, uh, during the trial was actually trying to strike a lot of uh, that testimony down about his negative attitude towards women. But then there there was labels for other people. Um, Blacks again were well down ones. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not racist like, to say. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> I like being able to have a <laughs> well, epithet. Yeah. The, the, the story from the book "Hurting the Mo" was that uh, um, Kim uh, said that uh, God first created. Uh, when he first created man that... Sure, he burnt him. Well, first whatever. he created white. and Sure. Um, white wasn't uh, good, and then he created black, but black wasn't so... Too much. Uh, yeah. yeah. And the, Yellow. The, the next time he created uh, Korean, it was done just right. Korean, sure.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess that works on the What? Colors. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes sense color-wise. Right. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> so then, you know, at that time... Um, there really wasn't a lot of black higher belts you know uh they got to about um you know uh first uh degree and then they disappeared okay uh, and and a lot of that had to do with his uh views i think and I say,
1: which is ironic because he wanted to be a black belt. That's yeah. right. <laughs> like- yeah, yeah. But a, a, a yellow belt would yeah. be the highest thing. Well, you know, caramel it was, it belt. Was, right. <laughs> yeah,
2: and so that was one of the things that, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going into <laughs> this martial arts school to learn confidence and self discipline and everything. And, you know, I'm coming out with phobias and, sure. you know, superstitions. Like, you couldn't say four, you had to say three plus one because That's that was right. an unlucky number. You know, and then you're labeling people, you know, um, Gays were Liberace types. Liberace
0: types is just great. Uh, yeah.
2: J- Jewish was hook noses.
0: Yeah. You know, and... and I won't <laughs> joke about that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a Jew lover, I can't do that one. But yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I get mistaken for that all the time. Like uh, when I live in Studio City, people walk up and go, Wachem, <laughs> Wachem? And I go like, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> And then they'd be like dumbfounded that I wasn't Jewish. Anyway, um, what... what uh, how did the school present themselves? What are now looking back? what were early red flags?
2: well, you know the the school presented itself very professionally i I thought, and
0: um as a sixteen year old boy yeah right, a, right. Six, but yeah. you know
2: the thing was there was people that were older than me that had degrees as doctors and attorneys, right. and they had professions, and I'm like, okay, uh, uh, these people believe it, and you know, yeah, yeah, it was,
0: uh, <laughs> were there people in this school? Who believed to different degrees, would you say? Or was everyone in that building? No,
2: there there was definitely different degrees. And people, you know, and then I I saw people walk out of classes, people who figured it out right away.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, you know. Wow, like, uh, is there an example you can think of of something that was said and then you saw a guy go, what the fuck? And then (laughs) Uh, just grab his shit and start walking uh, out. uh, Well,
2: here's a story from when I was an instructor. Um, They they were teaching me uh, how to sign up students. And I signed up the student named Willie, and um, Willie was a, a black guy, and he was kind of like a no bullshit, you know, uh, yeah, type of guy. Black and people I, don't follow cults, <laughs> I don't think.
0: Like they're no bullshit people.
1: Well, yeah, they like so,
0: keeping it real. So
2: what happened was <laughs> that mystical shit. Um, I, I signed Billy up for Willie, excuse me, uh, Willie up for um, classes. And I sent him as a private lesson. And he thought that that meant that he was going to be taught privately, one-on-one. But it actually meant you got to, like, 15 minutes after the rest of the class with the instructor. And so his first day of class, he started having to go through with a group lesson. And he started cussing and swearing. Well, uh, the head instructor calls him into the office, and um, he... uh, uh, he tells them, Hey, you got to get with the program, and they're arguing back and forth. So, me and another guy are called to get Willie's clothes. And so, we go and we hand Willie his clothes, and we're like, gonna ask him out the door. And Willie's like, You're not telling me what to do. And so, not a good um, cult member. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so, we're like, uh, You know, his shoes are in the waiting area, where are your shoes? And and he went, point them out. And um, the instructor is like, Get him out of here. So, me and this other guy, uh, grab Willie by the arms and Willie jumps to the floor. I mean, we didn't touch touch him, but he starts yelling that we broke his leg. And if I awesome,
0: so that's it, it, <laughs> way to stick it to the man. Willie. Yeah, yeah. So making you know, us look bad out here, Willie. So, yeah.
2: if, but if I broke his leg, I tell you, and that's yeah. not what happened. And right. So the instructor told him, "Okay, you got three seconds to get off the floor, or I'm, I'm pulling you out of here." And so uh, the count of three, the instructor grabs Willie by the neck and by the hair, and with one swooping movement, he kicks open the door, and he throws Willie on, um, uh, on the sidewalk outside the school in his uniform. So you got to imagine this is Lake and Lindale yeah. where the essay is. And he, Really? Uh-oh. I
0: actually what? reserved that <laughs> yeah. bathroom every day from 9.45 to 10 a.m. Anyway.
2: Yeah, so, so anyways, you got to imagine here's, uh, here's this guy, and
0: he's um, – He's it's like the start craw- of an action movie to see the guy thrown out of the door and his whatever. So he's
2: crying key. and everything on the sidewalk. Next, you know, there's us, people surrounding the building, rescue squads out there, and then, you know, um, I'm called to the office, and me and the other guy are told hand him, uh, tell the police when they come. Uh, we handed him his clothes and watched him walk out the door, and that's exactly what we did. And so the cops came, and. um yeah, there there was us and there was the rest of the the class and no one's going to say shit, right? You know, so we got thirty people. Yeah, he walked out on his own. Yeah, you know, and then Willie tried to sue us and he lost. And you know, uh, it, it was yeah, right. Yeah, but that that was an example of
0: uh, well, yeah. So that that's more like like I'm wondering is there an example of I mean that's a great fucking story, but for for this question I'm wondering is there something where Something was said because I know it wasn't overtly said, like, oh, John C. Kim did that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But do you, can you think of a moment where someone, well, I don't know, where, where something was said or whatever, where someone just, you're doing class, doing your poses, and goes, no, this is fucking stupid. And they right. turned and walked out. Yeah, we're oh, like, yeah I, I, hope, I, I, I
2: did, I did witness that with you. Did. Yeah, yeah, they just got up in the middle of the class.
0: Can you think of an example where like something was said and then they like heard that and went, no,
2: you know, I, I saw it about three times, but I yeah. I, I can't can't think remember it. Like, the... yeah. Uh,
0: but um, did it shake you when that happened?
2: It made me. What I worried is that I would, for some reason, leave. they it became such a part of my identity. Yeah. And like one, uh, one time during my training, uh, and this went on for several months, is that uh, they were conditioning me to respond. And uh, the instructor would be having me do these forms for like an hour and a half. And at the same time, he's like hitting me with a, a bamboo.
0: Um, a cane or whatever? Yeah. And,
2: and While slow, you're
0: filling out forms?
2: Uh, well, no, not forms. Uh, it's performing. Doing, yeah, doing, like, okay. yeah, doing forms. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: like doing stuff. paperwork and yeah, they're no, whacking and, you in
2: the, and, the- and, back. And he's telling me to give up and to quit now and to hand in my, do- my belt at the door and to walk out and you know there was during these practices where they'd do it to a group of us yeah and i would see people walk out at that point and then i'd see other people they would put in the corner and they'd be crying sure. uh, and it was mentally breaking Which broke them anyway yeah. yeah and you know and the thing is is like if i would have got up and said hey fuck you i ain't gonna do this i'm leaving yeah that was not the reaction that they were looking for they were
0: Right, yeah. right. That's the one reaction that, you know, maybe you get da- – I mean, they did do violence to people who did that, right? A so, lot of I mean, violence, yeah. yeah. so there was fear and, and associated. Then, well,
2: and then part of the training, like when we signed up a new student, um, we had uh, a free lesson. And part of every free lesson, uh, except for if it was like a woman, is to what they called get in on the person, and that's to make them feel pain. And it's very interesting. You take someone through a, a free lesson – and then you hit them, and you knock the wind out of them, and you make them feel pain. And somehow, in their mind, that
0: makes them sign up.
2: You know, yeah. It, it, you're, you're really, you're, um, you're... You're
0: bonding them with... The- like, I mean, you know, for comedy, if you meet a comedian on the road and, you, and you, it's a horrible show and you both bomb and it's fucking embarrassing, everyone hates you, <laughs> you're friends with that dude afterward because it's kind of like it's a war mentality. Yeah, I yeah. would imagine there's some, I don't know, well, I can well,
2: see. It creates a dominant, submissive sure. uh, relationship right yeah. then and there. That person, all of a sudden you put yourself up on a higher plane yeah. and they're submissive to you. They're submissive to the training. And then you and put makes them It in... them want to learn more. Yeah, yeah, it it, it does. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, uh, I witnessed it so many times where it was kind of like a light bulb going off. And that, you know, from that point on, the person uh, was. use that
0: in furniture sales. (laughs) Fucking. Can
1: Can I interest you in this? sofa? And and then just smack
0: them right across the face? (laughs) Snap mare where you grab the head and whatever, flip them over. Anyway. um, What? So you went from. A beginner to an instructor. Now, when you say instructor, were you just one of a few instructors in one building, or were you- um,
2: I was a my official title was assistant uh, instructor, first degree black belt. Okay. Um, and so I uh, I was uh, there was a number of us. There was probably at that time in Minnesota probably fifty assistant instructors, and but I um, what made me a little bit different than some of the others is. Uh, a few of us actually lived together. We lived in an apartment building on Lower in Lindale.
0: Okay. And it was interesting. Cause Which, I, again, you're keeping yourself in the circle. Did they work on that or try to compel you to do that at all?
2: It was compelled. It yeah. was. Okay. And in Chicago, uh, they had a farm where everybody really?
0: lived. And,
2: you know, there was, like, barracks and, uh, there. Yeah. Uh, but for us, like, at home, we called each other assistant instructor and you know the really yeah,
0: yeah so so it, you kept the hierarchy at home yeah, and yeah. The, uh,
2: exactly and, wow yeah. so
0: so were there moments through your rise that gave you pause things you heard things you oh, saw a, a, a you lot went...
2: a lot of times there, there was things that like you know someone's supposed to be my higher belt and uh they do something that I didn't agree with and um and then I'm supposed to respect this person what's an
0: example if you don't mind
2: um there was one instructor that uh, he stole some things from a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a, a girlfriend's father. Okay. And, and um, then it was actually put in uh, my basement by my bedroom, which she saw. And I wasn't aware of this. And then I was pissed. And this happened a, a couple different times. and Where uh, he was trying to frame you up for some reason? He, he was just... It, well, he wasn't trying to frame me up. He was just like uh, putting stolen shit down in our basement, and, and it was uh, it was just
0: it, it, it yeah, was it, it was frustrating. Yeah, right. because I'm supposed to respect this person, and you couldn't report it. Essentially, exactly. I, I'm yeah, imagining. yeah,
2: because there, you you don't tell on your higher belt, and um, you don't
0: tell on your higher belt. Was that part of the? Yeah, like, yeah. was it?
2: Yeah, you you know, you're not gonna. That's the first thing whenever uh, people well, join this
0: podcast. They,
2: they had what was it. called um, the main line of respect. And so it was an invisible line that it more went from higher belt to lower belt, mm-hmm. that you didn't cross this line, it making disrespect doing something. And uh, so you know when, when you broke a higher belt's main line, you'd hear about it. But yep. as a lower belt, there wasn't much you could do about yeah. it.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: And, and imagine, you know, we were expected to open doors for people and – uh, so you imagine you're having to run to open a door for someone you don't respect, and then, and this yeah. included car doors. So you, you, we're at like these functions, and you know here comes one of the highest belts in the world, running to be the first guy to open the door for another another guy, and it's just the whole thing
0: was the, the whole thing of cults is funny because like you know I'm in a cult in stand up comedy. Like there's there's people who are important in stand up, but if you take one step out, you guys you guys a fucking loser. Like I mean, myself or whatever. <laughs> like people might go, like, "Oh, he's g- whatever." It just it only matters to you, your little group of people, right? Yeah. So, did you have people outside who were ever really trying to grab your shoulder and go, "Hey, let's let's not go there this time. You're getting a little,"
2: I you know, I I I did with my family. Okay, you know, there was parts of the, my family that seen the change. Okay, and then I was kind of like in a, a position where I was kind of a true believer. Okay, and so. A lot of the people that were beneath uh my level uh-huh. um i, I w- wouldn't have had those conversations with
0: okay you know but, but so how about your mom or sister or whatever were they ever were there ever points early on that you look at as like kind of tipping points
2: well my my mom um you know she liked it at first because uh
0: showed discipline yeah, I whatever. showed
2: discipline, yeah. and you know I went from uh f's and d's and c's to straight a's And and I I quit smoking pot, Um, you know, you know, so she uh, she saw that and she liked that. Mm -hmm. But then when I started moving in with uh, other people and, you know, my, you know, John C. Kim spoke a broken English. And so you have American people that are speaking broken English because they. Want to uh, be right? You like,
0: yeah, parrot master or whatever. It, exactly. Can, uh, can you give us an example of something that you cringe about looking back?
2: Well, you know, we we would say like um, uh, like I'd go to my um, higher belt, and before I'd ask a question, I'd say, "Be right to say, be right to ask,"
0: and you know, "Be right to say." I can't. Be right to say. Be, be right, right like to say. What, so why? Like, what's an example? of How you'd use that? I guess. Be right to say. What? What is? I, well, be the, right to uh, say. Say. I, I, I'm, asking if it's all right to say something okay uh, uh, oh okay yeah be all right
2: to say so yeah. it's like what did you do right uh, today uh right to say
0: instructor i, I sounds like something my yeah. two-year-old son would say but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah exactly.
2: it, it was it was very su- yeah absolutely yeah
0: um what um what so do you have things looking back if this was a movie right like we said is there a moment where you go, "Oh, that's the point that could have got me out of this," or that's a point where I thought about walking away that I should have but I didn't?
2: Um, well, I I left uh uh like I left for like a year before and I came back. Oh, I, okay. I, and there was times where I did, like I I, I you know I got overloaded. Okay. You know? Yeah, and then. Um, one night I had a fight with a girlfriend and I, uh, I got drunk and I wrote a letter asking to come back. And then, um, when I came back, uh, Alex was gone and new instructors had taken over uh-huh. and the manipulation at that point was just at another level that I hadn't experienced before. And they you know, they, they made me feel like, okay, we're giving you another opportunity to come back, but this is your last chance and we'll never accept you again. Oh really? Yeah, and the, and the fact of the matter was, all they wanted to do was get more money out of me. So when um, you
0: left, it wasn't as, like, whatever. The whole school system in general wasn't as uh, as manipulative. It wasn't as overt. Maybe it, is it, what
2: it, 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 you know. Alex was manipulating me, and he was manipulating a lot of people. Um, uh, but the way it uh, happened, you know, it's when it, when I graduated from high school, I. Uh, uh, he told me that I'd be in this black belt course, and so I go and i um take my money that my family gives me as a down payment and um when i uh gave that money to him, then he said, well I'm actually I'm putting you in the course below that and and so I was promised one thing, and there was a bait and switch,
0: and then yeah. And, and Climbing it, level seems to be a bit like Scientology. Yeah, That's a exactly. huge thing in that. And.
2: And, and then when I came back and the new instructors, they did a, a, the method a little bit differently is that they told me that um, I had to be accepted into the black belt course. And, you know, I had to you know, bring how much money could I bring down. And, right. And, and so, uh, again, I brought down $500. And um, when I was accepted... They lined up all the other students in the classroom, and they announced how I tried hard, and you know how I've been accepted, and now they can do the same thing.
0: Give you some esteem, and uh,
2: exactly. And then after that, they had everyone come up and shake my hand and congratulate me for getting accepted into this course that I'm paying money paid for, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and so you got to imagine as a um, as a lower belt student, right? And they're seeing me being honored, seeing this whole process. And I had witnessed this in my past. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know yeah. Uh, of, of people being promoted. And it's like, okay, I want to be in black belt course. And, and so they were primary and all those other people to follow.
0: Yeah. And, and wh- what was that like being an instructor and standing? At, you know, I, I, I can imagine having that daydream moment where you're sitting there with your thumbs in your belt, because uh, that's how all those karate guys oh, yeah, stand, yeah, they yeah. always have their thumbs yep, yep. in their belt <laughs> yeah. they're like uh, cowboys or whatever and uh, and then kind of seeing that go on and having a sense memory of it or a flashback to it, like did did that ever get really unsettling or like do you think that that's a big part of cults is essentially the shame and the like, well now I we gotta do this because it happened to me
2: Oh, I, I guess I'm losing it's your cause question because it was a
0: horrible question yeah um, what I guess what I'm wondering is when you'd have those moments, you know, I'd imagine that you'd have these snaps of guilt or, I don't know, like, did you have that level of clarity, I guess? That, well, there, oh, I, 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 I
2: guess um, after, you know, I, I finally left, uh, there was guilt for getting other people involved.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, the, I you know as a, a student and an assistant instructor, I went out and I handed out literature. Mm-hmm. Went door to door to businesses, put flyers up, and went to houses and put mailers out. So I was responsible for bringing a lot of people into the organization. Right, and you know, some people got hurt. You know, there was uh, one student that uh, uh, she was a Korean girl, and you know, um, uh, the uh, right away I knew there was something wrong. You know, she was just uh, had some mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And the problem is when you get a person like that in an organization like that, um, it just messes up, up even more. And, you know, I heard uh I heard her tell me she'd be like, you know, the TV's talking to me. Yeah. And then she goes, I think you guys can read my mind. Mhm. And then you know, so after People I left say yes to that. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yes I can. Well, after I, I left then I heard that um um that she had um i uh, tried to burn down the school and then later on uh from what i understand um but i haven't been shown any proof of this and i had, like certificates is that she hung herself
0: oh geez i uh, didn't uh, make a joke
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. there there was things like this mm-hmm. that happened to people and then you know you go Ugh. yeah you go into this and then um As students, when we're giving them money, we're told that it's going to be returned to us uh, tenfold. Tenfold, sure.
0: You know that
2: everything we invest in Chumakwan is going to come back to us. And then, so you have families that uh, you know are borrowing money because you know they think that uh, this is going to be their life, and then it leads to divorces and financial problems. And yeah, uh,
0: which is totally unlike my master podcasting class, which. uh, Starts this Wednesday, which costs $500 to start with, but... You get it back 20-fold and mm-hmm. uh, nothing else.
1: Only if you're accepted.
0: Well, Only if you're accepted. You have to no have women. A, you have to give them a, <laughs> At least not on the first a gold, the
2: gold historical document that
0: they attended this oh, class. Well, I'm the greatest mm-hmm. listener of all time, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I could, yeah, I can exactly. hear you from... Yeah. Uh, Master thinking, Noah. He's the first That's guy. <laughs> Master Noah's the first guy who ever said, don't even think about it. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I always think the first guy who said that would have mind-fucked other people. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Master, Master Noah and second-in-command Carmelicious. That's right.
0: In his faithful sight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, what, what, um, so, but were there moments? Because obviously it sounds like the awareness to their manipulation was more overt as you become an instructor, right? Like, like they sort of reveal to you a little bit what's been going on.
2: Yeah, there, there was always a voice in the back of my head that uh, was questioning things. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, um, for a lot of people that are members of cults that that voice exists yeah uh but you know the longer that you're involved with the group
0: you're invested uh, in many ways you're invested
2: in many ways and you know you, uh, you kind of silence that voice you don't listen the the intuition telling you something's wrong to get out is yeah. there
0: ever though i guess what i'm wondering is is if there's ever an ugly compulsion like okay i've thought this about the military before i hate to say this because I, I whatever I do respect military guys tremendously. But if you send people over to some whatever foreign country, you get in a war, horrible shit happens. Just horrible. You kill people, you whatever. I see how some people can become very pro-America or what, Because you're sort of – you're compelled right. by your participation a little bit and yeah. that you've done terrible things. Like I got to – root this on more than ever we have to be right because otherwise i'm a fucking scumbag or or, you know whatever you're thinking i'm wondering if that if there was awareness of that at all or like when you're i don't know like when they showed you the dossier did that make you go like did a fucking dossier on me
2: well you know um that they made me believe that that was part of uh you know that that I was doing something for that person's own good. That they were going to right. get into black belt course, and you know, and by getting them involved, that the people would move up because it was kind of like a pyramid uh, yeah. organization, and that we'd move up. And I, I believe that uh, was for the person's own good, right? Um, but you know, th- there was, you know, I always kind of question things, and yeah, um, you know, when when you're going, you're told to get in and make someone feel pain. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. That, that's the type of stuff that's like, okay, I'm hurting, you know. Right. This person and, you know. Which, it,
0: which doesn't seem like your nature just in the very little bit I know you. You, you seem like a very benevolent and kind person. I don't know yeah, if that's yeah, true, it, but yeah.
2: It's true. And so you imagine that you are going to a martial arts school, right? hmm And your reason for going there is that you want to be able to defend yourself and, um, you want to be able to protect yourself and the place that you're going is a place that assaults you. Right.
0: You know, right. <laughs> to start off with. Yeah. To yeah. start
2: out with. Yeah. And you know, I, I went, to, when we were pass, uh, passing on flyers one time, um, we, uh, we went to the store and I gave the guy, um, a flyer and he said, well, why should I, um, uh, participate and i him, well i when high school i um uh, my grades were improved i got away from drugs and i told him all the good things that happened in my mm-hmm. life so you know a couple of months go by and i go back in there and this time the guy's so pissed off at me and he's like you know i want to get a gun and i want to shoot you and he told me that he had a friend go down to the lecture school and then his friend was assaulted and for all i know i was a guy who was insulted you know assaulted mm-hmm. him and you know this is a – and when I started researching the group, I found just about every state that they existed. Uh, there was court records of assaults.
0: Sure, you know. And, so some people really didn't react well to the to the opening assaulting, no, right? No, yeah, 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 absolutely.
2: Yeah, and you know, so that is something that uh, happened, and it was part of their, you know. Uh, Part of the training process. And
0: what would you do to assault people? Like, what was your move where it was like, okay, time to make them uh, feel pain? What, what, Finish. What, what, yeah. we, what we would do your is Finishing move uh, from the start.
2: They they did an open hand um, hit, a strike. They called it a jung. And what you'd tell the person is, I'm going to demonstrate lightly. Right? Oh, sure. And, and then. No,
0: that was only 20%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and so I'm just going to hit you in the stomach right here. And then, so. Uh, and I'm like, just relax, and they relax, and I'm wham! And then most of the time... I Just like, relax, too. <laughs> just don't flex your muscles. Hey, look over there. <laughs> God damn. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. they would drop to their knees. Yeah. And, and, but before they, um, <laughs> be, be, before they had the free lesson and before someone uh, signed up as a student, um, we made them sign a release form that we called the DDM. And the DDM stood for death doesn't matter, and sure. it literally said that during that lesson they could die. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's like a. Uh, it's like it was founded by like a douchebag thirteen year old. Like you know, with a lot of this stuff, like it, you know, the violent stuff. It,
1: after you tell somebody to relax twenty percent and you just punch right. them off all the knees, did anybody fight back? Like
0: Are you fucking cheap shot at me. Oh what the God, fuck,
2: God, man? We're fighting. Well, you now. know, uh, Lake Street was a scary place yeah. to actually. Uh, be in the school, yeah. know, most of the time it was me and uh like the head instructor, but then sometimes like on the weekend, it would be like me mm-hmm. you know, and then you know one time i I had someone coming in challenge me, and what we were trained to do is uh that time you know the, uh, there wasn't cell phones, so it was a quarter, so we were going to give them a quarter, send them across the street to uh essay and Tell them to call an ambulance and come back. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I'm going to use that. Yeah, I'm uh, using uh, that yeah. going forward. <laughs> Even though
0: I'll give him a quarter. Of like, what the fuck is this for? <laughs> and now, and just, you
2: know, and the thing is, is like if if they come back, you better be damn sure willing to protect you better that have Locked school.
1: the door. Did you ever? That's
0: what I was going to say. Did you ever uh, put up the gone to lunch thing or yeah. whatever? No. <laughs> no. Be back tomorrow. But, it, but
2: there, there was you know that was a place where assaults happened on Lake Street and. You know, and then people would come in to challenge the instructors and, you know. How many people
0: were in the school or, like, at a, you know, I don't know, like, how big were the classes? Were there always an army of 20 guys there, kind of? what's the student-to-teacher ratio?
2: Well, there there, would usually be, um, you'd have your head instructor, you'd have an instructor, and then a a few assistant instructors. Mm -hmm. You know, and then everything's by rank. And then once you get to your fourth belt, then you're... Uh, have black on your uniform, and you know. So, so um, a lot of the students also helped out as teaching. Sure. You know, so, average class twenty to thirty people. Okay, it yeah. was. So it was a yeah.
0: like. Uh, what was the overall overall membership? Would you say?
2: Um, there was five schools when I left.
0: Okay. And I would say, or uh, overall here, I guess, like in Minneapolis, in for Minneapolis,
2: instance. I would guesstimate probably hundred students per school. No, oh, you yeah. guys
0: rolled deep. Oh yeah, absolutely. There, there was a lot of money rolling into the yeah, stage. yeah. And yeah. and and I we should say, you know, I I have not even said because if you notice, this is one of the rare cult podcasts where we're not talking about sex yet. <laughs> oh yeah. So money was really the motivation of this one more, no, was, right? That, yeah, that, that's correct.
1: It, and right. other than like the exploitation of people coming into this karate class and now paying for all this, was there any other like illegal? stuff going on behind the scenes there wasn't any like drug ring or no
2: there, there, like there was no drug ring that i was no. uh aware of but there was a lot of stuff happening in chicago and you know according to the news reports and the newspapers that you know the federal government and the local uh law enforcement had them under surveillance okay yeah and there was there was a lot of more uh financial ma- manipulation
0: Okay yeah yeah that and that's ultimately how they took him down which we'll get to but yeah that yeah. was a he was an al capone uh, whatever thing like tax evasion stuff and and uh to the okay so you had 100 students there let's uh let's say the what were the classes like in terms of violence just to set that stage for the control too like i mean were they very the, you know, like, it, like like is it opposing karate you know where you're doing you know, a lot of the poses
2: so, so for, first of all um when we sparred, it wasn't like really sparring. It was like because I couldn't get in on my higher belt. Okay. Um, so there was a lot of guys that you said to take a beating, kind of. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of like I like say someone came in the school and my higher belt was there, and he'd demonstrate on me, and he'd like beat beat the shit out of me while I'm just standing there and demonstrating this movements. And there was a lot of like more violence on instructor to lower belt instructor
0: okay once you're in uh, that's yeah that's where and, you're really
2: yeah and then um if a student was getting out of line you know um uh there there wasn't like just right out smack them no sure. stuff like that did happen in chicago yeah but minnesota was uh we're nicer people yeah well, yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah, yeah so minnesota wasn't that way but you know there were, there was definitely people that got injured and uh i have friends that uh have like They'd get a blow to the ear and have a eardrum blow out. And you know
0: wow, and what's so, the worst beating you ever saw in the place, or was there ever something where you went like, jeez stop"? <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> um, I, I I would probably think it was that night with uh, on Lake Street when that you know that was such a surreal moment uh,
0: when he threw the guy out. When when he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And the the other uh, instructor I was with, he quit the next day and. I never saw him again. Yeah, that was really. Yeah. He quit the next day. Yeah, because it bothered him so much that what happened. And, sure. And for me, it was always like, okay, they're going to see I'm loyal, and you yeah. know,
0: this is another loyalty test, and you know, and so so of the 100 students, how many of them were are now like you know I assume that people move through you know the ranks and kind of leave at different times and all that. Are there people who went to that school for? four or five years or whatever and don't even know that it was a cult uh, a lot of them
2: deny it you know okay uh, yeah they deny that it was ever a cult and they're all like oh i got uh these great things out of it and you know i appreciate my time there and everything and you know um the Sound problem like is a cult member yeah. uh, well they, they don't understand about how sick uh twisted individual that john c kim was right you know that he you know he was he was a monster he was a a psychopath, and you know, I have no problem saying these things. Yeah, I mean, the records speak for themselves. Oh, it definitely so, you know, well, it makes it easy from, that he's
1: dead too. Yeah, he's not yeah, yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, well, you know, no he will rise from the yeah, dead yeah, okay, yeah, if yeah, you yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Him. yeah, well, he
2: did die and come back once before, so uh, yeah. A, yeah, I it could guess he again. Could He's on do his it third again. turn, right? You know, he he taught that he could cure anything, and you know, so any disease or anything. And he lived till 82, which is a good age. Mm-hmm. I mean, average. Average. Life, average, yeah. average life age is 79. Is Asian? I mean, I Don't Asians uh,
1: live longer? Yeah, it's got to be longer he, for them.
2: He claimed that he was uh, going to live to 150. Okay. And, but he died of coronary heart disease, which is a disease that takes decades. So this, this is a man who was teaching people how to be healthy and that yeah. he, he could cure them of any disease. In reality, you know yeah uh, he couldn't even got, cure himself he, exactly you, you know, know i yeah. still
0: haven't heard uh because i want to get to your first time seeing him i don't know if there's a story there but, oh, yeah, but uh story, but there. yeah what what um mm. like still how they impart the legend how you find out stuff i know it's piecemeal and stuff but how would it i, I don't know it would just be like the instructor would come back one day and go oh Boy, you wouldn't believe what John C. Kim did this week. <laughs> well, it, it was really like, say, so you'd go through the
2: class, right? Mm-hmm. And they're taking you through the classes. And um, during that time, you know, like they'd line us up after the class is over. And you imagine you've gone through a strenuous You're exhausted, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'd start telling these stories. Okay, they would sort of tell. Yeah, yeah, ta- they, okay. yeah they, they'd talk about, you know, him uh, living on a mountain in Korea you know, in a cave and, you know, and they were ridiculous stories. Can you but, tell
0: the one about how he escaped uh, captivity with the North Koreans? Oh, okay. That's a great so, one.
2: So there, there's a training, iron palm training in uh, and Oh, yeah, you e- guys. E-
0: that That is such an 80s douchebag thing, by the way. <laughs> the whole, like, where you, you punch things and, like, harden your, your oh, yeah, knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Big, but yeah, yeah. just your two... Fingers right. like the whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> like to, so they had they had what was it? Like a board with uh, duct tape and newspaper around it and they just, oh, oh, <laughs> like punching that. And, and so what
2: happened is you'd break the the knuckles mm-hmm.
0: and um they calcify.
2: They, they calcify and they get like uh, ball peen hammers, right? And so they talked about how during the uh, the Korean War that John C. Kim got captured by the North Koreans. And that they were marching him, and all of a sudden, you know, he uh, back knuckles both of them in their helmet, and that uh, his, uh, uh, his, his knuckles, you know, his
1: calcified knuckles, broke yeah. through the
0: helmet and, and, and killed him. Crusher skull. Nice. Crusher also skulls. backhand. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With two Just knuckles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just, uh, yep, the double. Yeah, uh, the double. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then there was other stories that were, like, completely ridiculous. Like, there, um, one of my favorites was Pine Solly. Oh, so, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so um, he comes to Korea from, from Korea and he doesn't speak English and um, he can't read it. And um, he sends this instructor to the store every day to give him a bottle of Pine Solly, which he thinks is a soda, right? So for two weeks, he, he,
0: he thought it was water, I think, is what uh, I read. Uh, it was uh, like even more ridiculous because uh, yeah, uh, of smell or whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: And so he, he's drinking Pine Sol for two weeks and all of a sudden
0: he starts getting a little bit of a tummy ache Uh, and and so he's like sending his assistant out buy (laughs) me more a and then they bring it back (laughs) and then his stomach was so super developed because he's so strong he didn't realize he's drinking pintsle
2: and it was like one of the stories was like okay you couldn't taste it you couldn't smell it right? and what's or the, the point? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the it's whole, just more superhero uh, shit. Yeah, the whole point was that his internal stomach con- t- constitution yeah. cool. was so strong. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: What did this guy look like? Was he like a dainty Asian man? At the end, it's ridiculous. We'll
2: save that. But
0: yeah, at that point,
1: what
2: did he Well, when I met him, you know, growing up in the projects and everything, that that was really like a red flag when i first met him because when i first met him first thing was he uh, uh he was in an adidas jumpsuit you know the the, the jumpsuit <laughs> from the the 80s yeah. and the blue Mark jumpsuit Gaddafi. yeah yeah and, and then he um he had snake skin boots on right
1: with the jumpsuit with the jumpsuit yeah. right
2: and, and then and then he That's had he cool, had permed but... hair right and, and so you know, I I have a mom and six sisters, and I'm going. That dude's hair is perm. Yeah. You know, so you got to imagine. I I'm imagine that's a bitch's haircut. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's uh, a bitch's haircut. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm going. Okay. This is the greatest martial arts mm-hmm. master ever lived, who's more feared than anybody. Mm-hmm. And I got this vision of him in a. A beauty shop in curlers sure. in a chair.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Although you got to say it could have gone the other way, where you go, of course he's tough. Look how he right. walks around. Yeah. he's going to fight
2: all day. And then so he had a gold chain on, and you know, then he had a diamond gold ring on, and I'm like, you know, the only thing this dude is missing is the gold tooth. Right? You know? Sure, he looks like a pimp. <laughs>
0: Fucking pimp, whatever, yeah. karate pimp.
2: Yeah. So you know, that night, I, you know, it was like one of the things that because uh, I'm like, okay. I,
0: so it was I, actually deflating for you. Would you say? It, like, I mean, it was. was it a big build-up for you?
2: It was a it was a letdown at that point, you know, because then I started questioning things, and then I'm looking at all these other instructors in the rooms, and they got perms and they got mustaches, and they what? And they're 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 talking like him, and you know, and
0: things are starting. Did to Did they click. do that after he visited? Are you saying they did that all the way during that time? So but, it's all like having the veil torn off your eyes, kind of. Yeah, like, exactly. Jesus. Yeah. All these men have permanence. Uh, (laughs) What, what, um, oh, my God, that's crazy. (laughs) What, for him arriving, was there big fanfare that you guys had to do? Was it a big, like, were you nervous kind of? Well, the
2: the night that uh, I met him, um, I got this phone call, and I got told that I uh, had to go over to this house in Crystal. The places the instructors lived were called by by the city so uh you know i well i lived on lowry it was lowry mm-hmm. Abner, so they called our place lowry and crystal was called crystal so i was told to go over there but it was did it, the dojo it, own those homes they they rented them most they rented yeah, them. yeah most right. of them <laughs> renters yeah right well most most of us were pretty poor i mean yeah uh, in that particular house there was like five people living in the same house and right um and something like three beds single beds in the basement for instructors so they didn't live, like, high. Yeah. They, they led us to believe that they were living. Oh, you know, they did. Yeah. So yeah. then
0: when you, when you go to the house, too, that's like a, what the fuck? Exactly. exactly.
2: Right. It's because it's not the lifestyle that they told me that I'd be living when I got to their level. But so I, I get to um, Crystal, and um, there's all these cars lined up on the street, and I, I go into the house, and, you know, then I'm inter- in, you know, introduced to John C. Kim, and, you know there's an aura around him and you got all these people, you know, these guys that were like my higher belts that, um, uh, were always standing tall and strong and everything were like little children. And, you know, their shoulders were, you know, shrugged down and, you know, they, they were, you know, uh, because they were in his presence.
0: And did you react in kind, kind of just oh like, yeah, oh, like yeah, oh, you yeah, take yeah. those cues and, Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, wait, yeah, wait, wait, yep. wait, I'm meek. Yeah.
2: And, and so, um, he, um, he is introduced to me and he shakes my hand and you know uh we haven't gotten into my injury yet and that might be one for
0: no, yeah, yeah for the next time yeah. yeah
2: um but uh he shakes my hand and tells that oh i can tell by shaking your hand that uh your injury hasn't recovered well i wasn't impressed i mean i almost died and yeah know, yeah and um but then you know that uh, that night they made a meal for us and it was just incredible. They had lobsters. Every one of us had lobsters, and we had these big prawns that I've never seen yeah. that that big before. And it was our higher belts serving us, and so it was really kind of weird. And, and then he sat in a corner, and then he started telling these stories, and you know, so he would talk uh, about living in uh, a cave in uh, Korea, and where there was tigers and. Yeah, you know, and, and then he, he would start getting to a point of a story, right? And then you're like, okay,
0: I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, um. Whatever, get some wisdom. Get yeah,
2: some, yeah, and we're getting to the end of the story. And then right when he's going to tell you what all this the means. Big reveal, yeah. He'd go, meanings. And then he went on to something else. And it, Like another story started, you know, and <laughs> this
0: fucking uh, uh, of a storyteller, yeah, too. Uh,
2: yeah, and this went on all night, and so you know, uh, it's about three o'clock in the morning, and we're all sitting on the floor in front of me with our legs crossed, and you know, my my uh, feet are falling asleep, my back, you know, is is like killing me, and and then uh, I'm seeing people, and they literally are passing out from, yeah, hearing them tell a story, and they go, see. Too much mind getting in.
0: And, and, you know. He he turns it into, I'm not a bad storyteller. You're weak. Well,
2: and and this is something, though, that I know that from when he said that, that this is something that happens. And, yeah, people pass out from hearing him talk. The the trance and everything, I think the, the whole thing just overloads them.
0: And was it the tone or cadence or what, or just I, sheer volume of words or what? I, I think it was all just of tired. it. Just tired. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know,
2: you're tired. It's, you know, 3.30 uh, in the morning. Yeah. You know, most of us had came from working out already at the school after they closed. And, and, and you know, and, and you're trying to comprehend so much what, you know, what this guy is saying.
0: Yeah. And
2: it, it really doesn't make any sense.
0: Does yeah. he leave this – does he end it with some lessons or whatever, a riddle kind of thing to make you think, oh, he was doing that all as a well, ruse? Or do you what, just go, God, that, what a boring what, story.
2: The, the way it kind of ended was that, you know, you made all these sacrifices for all these years, right? And you've given them all your money, all your time. Um, you put them before your family. And you have so much to learn from him that all that is meaningless, and that this is just the beginning. And everything that you sacrificed. It was is all just, just to
0: get here. Yes. And yeah. this is
2: still the beginning. Uh-huh. And then, then they could start all over.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> you know, you'd like to interview him or like talk like how much work is it being? Like, do you think he put a like tremendous amount of work into it? Did he memorize you guys, your dossiers so he could appear more mystical? I, I,
2: I, I believe he did. And I believe that he taught that to those instructors. Okay, you know that
0: these are
2: the lessons that he taught how to do this.
0: Okay, you know, and then what kind of money was he bringing in? Just to, as we kind of get to the transition for part two um, here,
2: when um, the government said uh, that it was estimated he uh, he made ten million dollars in ten years, and that was his goal. Yeah, uh, from coming here, and you know he he had uh, ten milli. He, he had a compound in um, Naperville, another one uh in tomball texas and uh, another home in la jolla and um wow and then uh there was uh stories of like him uh you know buying himself fur coats and you know the diamond rings or and gator the, uh, boots and right. a tracksuit uh, yeah 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 i yeah. would
1: uh, have been like hey man like, it's cool that you have all this fun stuff, but we're living in three twin beds here in a basement. Like, you can't upgrade the crystal home. You can't upgrade my house. Like,
0: And every mm-hmm. cult does that. Though. I mean, yeah. look at religious stuff now, like preachers with the fucking Lamborghinis. Like, everyone's seen, or a lot of people seen the YouTube video of the preacher who had a Lamborghini, I think. And then, oh, no,
1: I haven't seen that one. Oh, yet. he's
0: being, inve- like, it's, uh whatever, investigators, like, asking him, like, you know, why? And he's like, well, it's... Uh, you know, I don't uh, remember the punchline. It's probably just, like,
1: "Oh, God's will," yeah. or like, "God wants me to
0: have this." Yeah, right? Yeah. God wants me to yeah. have a private jet. God, yeah, uh, yeah. And then, so um, this is tenfold coming back. I want it right. Exactly. It's already come back tenfold to me. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that
2: was the thing is they they made us think that they were taking that money and invested in their future. They had companies that were owned by the school, you know, like a printing company, and uh and they were telling us, okay, we're investing this money in your future, and it's going to come back to you tenfold. And then, you know, so like on his birthday, we had to give him birthday money. And it was a minimum (laughs) of of like
1: $100. My birthday. Right, it's my birthday. (laughs) And I want $100 from each of you. Yep, If you can give more, give more. And,
2: and, And then you find out that he goes to Vegas, and he has a gambling problem. It was interesting that... Not an Asian guy at a casino. (laughs) 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 Well, they they told us that instructors had three weaknesses, and they were uh, women uh, um, gambling and drinking. And... You know, one hearing hear them, I'm like, these have to be his issues. Right. And they are. You know? yeah, 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 right. Yeah, right. They're, you know, all three of them came from him. And,
0: Mine are uh, uh, opiates, <laughs> and uh, my wife is really bitchy sometimes. <laughs> and uh, that's the three weaknesses <laughs> of podcasting masters. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mrs. Noah is the most feared thing on this earth. <laughs> uh, just
1: all of Minneapolis yeah. <laughs>
0: walking around scared of your wife. <laughs> they should be all right guys so that was our our uh talk our the first part of our talk with russell johnson uh we're gonna come back and do more we'll talk about him leaving the cult and more crazy stuff with john c kim because i'm going to keep digging with that if you want more detail check out his podcast the deceived podcast deceived
2: podcast so you can tell us Deceived because it has the yin yang symbol that's right Uh, but you can also go to deceivedpodcast.com that's right. Uh, and there's a lot of information and documentation.
0: Yeah, way more details. He has all the documents. If you want to read up on this yourself, I know I'm going to keep going now. I like to try to stay a little bit uh, in the dark, but now it's too fascinating. So, it's
2: literally a Pandora's box of information. And Yeah,
0: like yeah, we're going to hear about how he heals women by putting his fingers in their uh, vaginas, maybe, <laughs> uh, which is real. <laughs> and, uh, and then, of course, he has to put himself in after that. So, um, But yeah, so there's kind of no end to that guy's lunacy so and then just more about you leaving and and what life is like today kind of uh going through that so um all right thanks for listening uh please share and uh uh whatever check us out on patreon all right thanks for listening and uh we'll see you for part two